Hello and welcome to the Abundantly More podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenthood, life, love, liberty. You're losing it. I just figured like it like it doesn't really matter. It's a weekly conversation. We're here. Yeah. Okay. And this week This week. We're gonna talk about how hungry Nathan's going to be. For the five day reset. Uh huh. You know me too, actually. I'm actually not gonna be hungry. I've been um, practicing, um, right? And so I've just been skipping breakfast or skipping lunch, and it hasn't really it's been fun. Me. Yeah, I don't think it's really healthy for me, but it's not been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, ooh, that was the lights. Was it? I didn't see anything. Okay. My eyes were closed. Okay. <laughs> um, we are doing this thing called a five day reset. I think we might start tomorrow. It's through Modare, and it's a total gut reset. It's not like a weight loss, anything, but we're just going to be drinking tons of water, taking um, probiotics, drinking minerals, collagen, digestive enzymes, and eating meats and vegetables. It's going to be a flush. Just flush it right out. Flush anything out. Basically, I'm going to wake up each day and then just sit in the toilet and and flush the toilet, and that'll be like flushing my body at the same time. Just Wow. Let it go. Down the pipe. Yeah. So we're doing that, but we're not here to talk about the reset. No, it's just a small plug. Yeah. If you're interested and want to take part in the reset, um, we can get you hooked up. Yeah, my as link's in, in the show notes. As in, you'll you'll pay for it, and we'll hook you up. It's going to be amazing for you guys. People are feeling amazing. I I wasn't going to do it. It was not. This is not my thing. <laughs> but when people say that they're like, they have more energy, they're sleeping better, they feel better, and it's only five days, and it, and you were not starving yourself. And it it's, just it's all about feelings, right, babe? Feelings, yes. Top of the list. Top. Top of my list. <laughs> life <laughs> centers on feelings you know you said the other day you're like if i hear one more person say i feel i'm gonna lose it uh i i mean this in the nicest way possible the lord is teaching me about feelings every day through my wife and five daughters and son even um he has feelings yeah a lot and so I realize how many feelings I suppress, which is all of them. <laughs> so maybe it's not so bad. It's a bit much when you're not used to feeling. Right. Yeah. And I, I get why Spock was weirded out. In I think you've talked about him before, Spock. Yeah. 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 He's not really a feeler. No. No. So. I can't relate to him. You, you you might you might find it might. wonderful once in a while. <laughs> he's he's got some good there's some good qualities. Okay, so um I don't know what we talked about last time we were here, but two weeks ago. And was it just two weeks ago? I don't know. We're here. It was episode twenty two and this is episode twenty three. So just last time. Name one famous basketball player whose number was twenty three. Can't Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you got I didn't really know. Lucky. I just like, was like, that's so the only lucky. one that I came into my mind. How did you know that? I know things. Everyone knows that? I, I know some sports ball references. Some. Okay. So that's probably like, that's The it. only one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sure there were other famous people who had the number 23, but I tried to get one that you might get. Thanks. Yep. For so this me. is episode 23. Yeah. Um, for you math lovers, 2 plus 3 equals 5. So it's basically oh. episode 50. Whoa. That would be awesome. 
We're slacking. We're going to get there we, someday. As we get into things, one of that we're going to be talking about for the next week or two, um, we are improving our rhythms. Yes. And one of those is that we're trying to report the, record our podcast not on a Sunday night. It turns out when you save things for the last moment, you dread them. You, and you don't do them. Mm-hmm. You definitely just cross them off the list. Not going to happen. Not happening. Not in my house. So, tonight in your house podcast on a friday night friday night it is um beginning of shabbat although yeah. i mean technically the sun hasn't set so shabbat hasn't really start right. did started it started but it started officially in our house yep and it's gonna be great tomorrow yeah so how was your week well feels really loaded it was but what week are we talking about like just this short week four days yeah whatever how are you i am i am just wrestling with a lot of feelings right now whoa i i did not expect that you didn't expect me to say that no okay well i've already cried multiple times today it's so good cry more i don't really like i'll hold you i promise um let's see i we came off like the high of a really, really great weekend last weekend away in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to uh, a conference together, which we're nerds and that's what we do. But yep. it was a really great time. Um, we got back and I was feeling pretty good. Um, and I was telling a friend today that um, one of the most amazing things about the enemy of our heart is that he doesn't, like, um, trip us up by getting us to do bad things. Um, That's actually, like, not his, like, number one trick. His number one trick is to um, just make us busy. Yep. And so I have just seen as the week has gone on at work how, like, just one distraction after the next has come up. From work. From work. Work distractions. Work distractions. And so I think, though... What I was challenged with by my friend today was that we often think of distractions as like being a bad thing. Um, But when we look at like Jesus's life, often it was in those distractions that maybe the enemy threw at him that like he did some amazing and incredible things. And so um, even though like my work is busy right now, I need to be, like, asking God, like, what do you have for me in this moment? Like, Mm. what do you want me to focus on? Um, Because even though, like, Jesus was busy, he wasn't hurried. And he wasn't, like... Scattered and drained. or drained. He was, like, purposeful and focused. And he was still always, like, asking, like, the Father, like, what do you want me to do here? Like, so, um, that was really challenging for me today. Um, Also, that time with my friend... Made mm-hmm. me just really sad because um, this friend worked very closely with my father, and it just—I um, don't know. I think I said this two weeks ago when we last talked, but I still—I still can't like. It's been five years soon. This mm-hmm. um, end of this year, and I still—I still feel that void. Actually, I feel it more than I did a few years back, the loss of him. Like, mm. I'm feeling and noticing it more and more. And maybe it's just because, like, I didn't have time to deal with it or I, like, 
maybe this is just the new, the next thing that I am working through, but um, that's what I'm feeling. Hmm. And, and I, um, we haven't talked about this, but at all, but I, I'm also missing my brother. I haven't talked to my brother in a while and I miss him. Hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that we can speak again soon. Mm-hmm. So that's how my week's been. That's a been. lot of feelings. It's a lot of feelings. A lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Tears will continue. Okay. Um, just past the Kleenex. Oh, man. I'm so bummed I didn't get toilet paper at Costco today. What a miss. That's It's going to be a miss because we're running out. We're running like a, a couple rolls. You know, as I said to you the other day, if people in our family would follow my rule, First, I think it's first just pole the rule is two is just sheets, for you. and then the, everyone after that is a single sheet. It's it's two pie po- toilet paper. It, it can pie. handle it. Yeah, then our house would not. We be have a lot of girls so going potty, so there's lots of wiping going yes, on. But potty doesn't require thirteen you sheets of toilet know. paper. You don't know what's going to happen. I've seen them, and they use a lot of toilet paper for. Yeah. So I'm just saying. So that's we'll my get segment. some toilet paper. That's my jokes to move away from my uncomfortableness with these. Yeah, feelings. I saw that happen. Mm, it's like. So good at so it. So it was a hard week. I don't think it. I don't think hard's the right word. It's, oh. it's more that like, this is necessary. These feelings. Yes. And thoughts. And thinking. these things that like it's all necessary. It it's is. all part of the journey. Yeah. Right. I think we were listening to Jordan Peterson last night, and one thing he said is like, that really stuck out to us yeah. was that we don't want to make things easy easy for people because when things are easy it doesn't build resilience in you yeah and his was in terms of parenting but i I think it applies to like all aspects of life like easy Mm -hmm. is not good yeah it's true i agree even though i don't like it oh no no you shouldn't you don't have to like it but maybe like as part of like the wholehearted adventure we can be thankful that like god allows us to not have an easy life because yeah. he knows it's better for us. Yeah. Oof. That's some painful fire. True. How was your week? week? <laughs> um, we'll just talk about the weekend later. Yeah? Yeah, I mean... That, okay, that, okay. We never said what we were going to talk about this week, but we're, we're going to be talking we're about... Focused. Yeah, we're focused. Okay, I'm starting Tuesday. You're starting... You're, you're not going to say started. a single thing about the weekend? You well, it was great. Something. The weekend yeah. was great. We went to Pennsylvania... Um, we were gone for four days and we did go to like a marriage family event one of those days and adventured and did an Amish tour. I loved it. I just, um, almost wish we had been brought up Amish. No, it was so funny. I was telling the kids about, um, some of the things we learned about the Amish today and I said, we learned that um, they have big families and like anywhere from like six to ten kids. And I think Ruby said, like ours, like that's us. We got six kids. Like th- we could be Amish. She said, maybe people might think we're Amish. And I was like, nope. <laughs> we're driving a giant van 
we're wearing regular. It was just so cute because she said we're that. on the electrical and grid. Then, <laughs> and then Oliver goes, "Well, maybe for Halloween we could dress up and be Amish." I That's was like, a good idea. We could. Like for the harvest party, we should I, all like, dress up. And I described, I said, like, oh, the man. kind of clothes they wear and the men wear suspenders and pants. That's and, a great idea. And it was just adorable. Can we get, like, the haircuts, too? Cause you, they and then I have... said, all men have beards. And they said, Dad's got to grow a beard. <laughs> I can grow one for, for that. It only takes I don't think weeks. I can handle that. But I'll just buy you a fake one. Um, This face... You can handle it. Can't do a fake. You can't beard. do a fake one. I would look much better with a real beard. Okay, like a long one. They had long ones. They don't have I to don't be long. No, you can have a long one. It doesn't have to be long. Okay, just something. Just something. Okay, well, something, something. So we did an Amish tour. We were in Lancaster. Lancaster. We learned that it's not Lancaster. It's a Lancaster. Yeah, don't don't say Lancaster because then you're a, you're a tourist. You're an outsider, right? So we stayed there and. Did, we were in Philly. We went to Reading. We saw a pagoda. We did all sorts of things. We drove to Delaware. We were just moving and grooving. Yeah, we can officially say that we've spent time in the state of Delaware. It was not very long. It was not an, a it very incredible like, state either. I mean, we didn't do... We were just driving was, down the strip. Yeah, but it was like a... I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. Concrete spit on the map. It was. Yeah. And then we came home and... I was overwhelmed with just children and all the things that I haven't been dealing with for a weekend came back. Just hit you like a wall. Hit me hard. A brick wall. Brick wall. And um, then Wednesday, we had a babysitter come. Not Wednesday. Nope, not Wednesday. Thursday. I don't know what day. It is Friday today. It was yesterday. Okay, it was yesterday. (laughs) So you guys, it's been a weird week. Thursday, we had a babysitter come, and we've had babysitters before, but they're typically not have come with us, <laughs> right? Like we leave and go on a date or something. And this one, um, we're having a babysitter come for a couple hours, twice a week, just to like be a person in our home that can just help and assist. So. I'm not always, like, leaving, but just so I can, like, do my own thing. Or if I want to go on a walk or have run errands and Nathan's working. And... Let's be clear. This babysitter is for you. It's, not yeah, for not me. for Nathan. It's no. for me. Which is perfectly fine by it's me. It's great. Yeah. So I was a little, like, I don't know how to handle this. But it's just funny because I babysat my brains out and did exactly what she's doing for us. And so I just had to tell myself, like, it's going to be fine. I'm just excited for our kids to start um, working under the counter like that because I will be taking 80% of... Oh, we learned that about Amish kids working. And and heck yeah. Yeah. They have to... They got to help out the fam. 80% of their earnings back to their home. Makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Maybe we'll be a little, like, generous. I don't know if we're really going to do that, Nathan. Um, But it's an idea. Do you know how much it takes to run a house it's a lot this house it don't run on um poop what's it called parlor tricks and what is it gumballs and parlor tricks there we go i get it wrong every cheap tricks sorry seth so anyways we had a babysitter the kids loved her can she stay longer can she come tomorrow dorothy even loved her dorothy loved her it was kind of great and i I was around, and then I left and went on a walk, and I did stuff 
by myself and it and was, I was just kind of nice basement. to yeah. just be like I don't they're not needing me yeah so it was a weird week would but you we say made it. would you say it's the start of something new it might be it's the start okay of something no, new. stop what's that from <laughs> High School Musical. Who who sings in that song? Troy and oh, no. Gabrielle. Oh, um, I was saying Vanessa. That is her. Yeah, real Vanessa Calder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the start of something new. So she's yeah. coming back. Yeah. She said the kids were great. She wants to come back. I let's do it. Great, because we think they're great too. Who? Our kids. Oh yeah. Sometimes. We question it, but generally we think they're great. We so we're great. glad that when other people think that too. We're like, okay, we're not wackos. We're not complete crazies. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do a top five together. I think it should be like a combined top five. I don't know if I have five things. Okay. I do. Okay. okay. You just need to like... You go first. What you do is you turn off your filter... And the first thing that comes in your brain, you just say it. Okay. Even if it's like, like not not like right. horrifying and embarrassing. No. Yep. I'm gonna keep it on, keeping the filter on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I basically operate. Okay. And then I know that I've done Works wrong, and I get the look from you, and I'm like, shoot, shouldn't have said that. That was a no. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go first. Top five things you look forward to when we go away without our kids. Go. Um, at number one. Number one. Being with you. Okay. I think we're going to have the same answers. Number two. Okay. Not being with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Um, seeing or doing something we haven't done before. Number four. Eating. Like, not being responsible for making my own food or helping to make food for others, but just having someone else make it and just being like, I'm so sick of eating out, but I love that I don't have to do anything. Literally, Nathan's like, I'm feeling hungry again. I love like, it. where should we go eat? Yeah. I mean, aren't you hungry at him? I'm like, no. Nope. You get to like explore like different areas and the foods they make. We had the most surprisingly delicious ice cream. At this place where they took milk and they put it, they poured it oh, yeah. over I forgot a, about that. like it's a called, freezer. It's called hand rolled um, hand rolled ice cream. Yes, but it's, they pour it over like a freezer essentially, and then they spread it real thin, and it freezes like a into cold ice cream. stone, like yeah. a cold stone. It's not a cold stone. It's like a like a like a legit like freezer surface. It's like it's that's metal. what they do at cold stone too. It's the same thing. Cold stone is different. The ice cream's already. I understand, Scoops. but this, it's just... this this is not the same at all because you're making the ice cream on the fly. You're right. I was just saying that the type of surface that they're using is the same. No, cold stone is a stone. That is not a stone. They it's were a using... cold stone, a no. freezing one. It's a piece of metal that's f- that they that they freeze. Okay, whatever. The... I believe you. Metal and stone are not okay. the same. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I loved that. They I got had a like, float and it was like, freaking amazing. I don't know if it was like vanilla base or just like cream base in a big pitcher. Yeah, and, they just and then they just portioned it out. And then I got cooker Oreo, and so they took Oreos and they like mat and it. Mashed they like it. made the whole like cookies and cream 
ice there. cream and on then the they, thing. Like, use this like um, a putty knife, and yeah. they roll it into like individual rolls, and then they take those rolls and put them all together. That was delicious. It was I forgot delicious. about that. It, and I and they did the same thing for my root beer float, and I was like, "This is wasteful that they're doing all this work." But the ice cream tasted delicious in the root good. beer float. I and it was cane sugar root beer, which is like way better, way better than processed sugars. So that was number four food, and number five. Um, hmm, I don't know. I, I, I um. Operating on a schedule that isn't a schedule. Hmm. Like just not having it's almost like a like a like a Shabbat, like the whole time. It kinda throws me off actually. I love it though, because I know that like I'm gonna come back to normal and and it makes me it it then makes me really enjoy coming back to the normal. Hmm. Because it gets thrown off. But I still like the like it's like a long Shabbat. Like what are we doing? What time is it? Boom. Five. Mic drop. Okay. Well, the first Don't two things that were going to come out of my mouth was not feeding kids and not putting kids to bed. Mm. Sounds terrible, but it's not terrible. It's not terrible because you still love them and I you, still love and you them. sacrificially do it all the time. Just, you, you asked for this year, four days out of 365. To not feed my kids or yeah. put them to bed. I don't think that's a big ask at Amen all. Amen to that. Yeah. Okay. Um... I just kind of like adventuring. Like I look forward to the adventure of, you know, we went to a new we went to new places this time, so it was just nice to do that. And now I'm thinking of number four, which is Nathan plans everything, and I live for it because I just I don't. I, I'm 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 I don't well that's not true. I was gonna say I don't have opinions. I do have opinions. Oh, she sure I do does. have opinions. But you just like narrow it down and like, okay, do you want this place or this place? And then I can choose. Yep. Or you're or this is the funniest thing. We're flying we are flying or waiting in the airport. We did fly to Pennsylvania because we got cheapo tickets and we saved two days of driving. Other than the fact that we had to fly with Spirit Airlines, the worst airline we in the did. world. It worked out. It wasn't that bad. Anyways, we are in the airport, and you're like, we're going to do lots of walking today. And I'm like, we are? And he's like, yeah. Didn't you look at the guide I made? And I was like, no. And Nathan, apparently you can make, you want to say it? In Apple Maps, you have the ability to create guides. And all that it does is it gives you the ability to like pin locations um, so that then they're easy to find early later. And so I had done some research before the trip of like, Things to see in Philadelphia or things in Lancaster to see or across like or like where we were passing like things. And so I just quick pinned them all so that then when I. They're, and they're saved. They're in saved. In like a folder. Yeah. And yeah. In, in Apple Maps. And then I could come back to them for that trip. And then when the trip's done, I delete them and, right. and make a new one. But it just makes it so that like, like, oh, hey, I forgot about this. We, this is something fun that we could do. Yeah. So. so that just cracked me up because I was like, nope, I didn't check the guide. But I just love it that there's a plan, and I don't. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I like being served that way. That's wonderful. And I guess my last one is just being with you, because it's just special. You I'm make in my your number. Top five. <laughs> 
I don't need you. You were number one for me. I know. But, it's clear. but you said no filter in what comes out of your mouth. So I just, that was my first So reaction. that still says a lot. <laughs> Nathan's below the kids. <laughs> nope. Um, because we've just been like really intentional about uh, making our marriage and our relationship be important. And like, I don't want to say it comes first, but it's a priority. And um, the kids would not be here. I know. Without us. They wouldn't. Well, without God. Right. But also us. Yeah. So. I just, and I actually, I just enjoy that, like, we're on the same page about doing things. Like, okay, what what are we going to do? Where do you want to go? Whatever. Like, we're on board with that. And it's not a hard, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, okay, let's do it. Let's make a plan. Who can watch our kids? See ya. I think I know where we're going to go next year. Where are we going? It's It's a close tie. Either one of the Dakotas. We're not going to a Dakota, Nathan. What are we going to do there? Babe, there's Mount Rushmore. There's Isn't Yosemite over there? No. Where is Yosemite? What? Where is it? Yellowstone? Guys, I don't know. One of the national parks is there. Something. I was thinking that. Or Minnesota. Minnesota? It is For the state what? of 10,000 lakes. To just explore an adventure. I haven't been there in a long time. Right. We found in Redding, um, Pennsylvania, that there's a lot of cool stuff in that town. And it was it's like a, it's like a nothing town. I mean, I mean not like another. It was, but it's like a people don't go to Pennsylvania to go to Reading, probably. I don't know. Okay, well that's interesting. I, just I don't know it. if like, we're gonna go there. Well, I think we've already gathered like we're we're we're, we're we should not vacation to cities. That's so. just not my jam. It's not our not our jam at all. At least not right now. I wouldn't say it's forever. It's just in this. But season. there's a, like there's a whole lot of a lot of the. Country that's not in the northeast, basically. Yes. Or well, last the time we went west, we went east this time. Yeah. So. So now I think we go midwest. Midwest. Okay. We'll just, see just if that idea. happens. I'm thinking about. It. I'm okay. still thinking. You make a guide, and then I'll peruse it. We could go to like, uh, like New Mexico. I've never been there. I've never been there. Either. Oh, Joshua Tree. I know. We always uh, talk about there, really but we should. can't go there in the summer. It's too hot. No, it's going to be okay. No, it's We way, already it's learned in Pennsylvania that I can sweat and it's going to be okay. I don't want to be there. We won't do anything during the day. But at night, those stars. I want to sleep. We can find a time. We need to Google best time to go to Joshua Tree. We have. It's basically we like spring re- and fall. We need to re-Google it. Because we keep talking about you it. Go- you Google life. I will Google it. <laughs> a... Okay, there's our top five. That was great, babe. That was a good one. That was good. Nice job coming up with it on Thanks. the cuff. On it. Look at that. We don't need to be prepared. I had a little bit. No. I, I took notes. Anyway, so this week, um, we're going to start just maybe like a, a one or two week round talking about our takeaways from the conference we went to. It was called? The Best is Yet to Come. Yes. Oh, I remembered. You did. So um, there, I think our takeaways are in some buckets. So let's talk about what... What, how did we hear about this and what is this conference? I wouldn't call it a conference. It's like an event, one-day event. Surely it wasn't a conference. It wasn't a conference. <laughs> so um, it was put on by Brooke and TJ Macedis, who run Walk and Love. Macedis. And um, I've listened to their podcast for years, and they 
um, have a clothing company and a whole bunch of courses and stuff. Um, and they are just very nice and normal people. Very nice and normal people. Um, they're passionate about a lot of similar things, living um, intentionally. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to us, you basically listen to them. We're trying to be them. We are them? No, I mean, it's like we're that, not them. They're, that they're, there's very similar styles. Now, they're a little bit more produced in their podcast. And, oh, yeah. We're not. Um, they also, have, like, this is probably this part is like of their, their job. job. Yeah. We're, this, on, we're not. This isn't our job. No. But it we could still, be. We still love it. Could be. It could. Anyways, so they put this on, and they had, they invited um, two speakers, two different speakers to speak at it, and um, they they said it was more like a marriage conference, marriage event, and I would say it was like marriage and family, um, and one of the speakers, Jeremy Pryor, we've actually filed for a while too, that does family teams and multi-generational families and all this stuff that we're like drinking the Kool-Aid. Not the Kool-Aid. The real I mean, stuff. I don't even care if it's the Kool-Aid. I don't either. I'm game for it. Yeah. And then another couple, um, Josh and Christy Straub. 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 That are coaches, mentors um, about marriage and family. So and they wrote the book Famous at Home. And they did write a book. Um Anyway, so it was, it sounded cool. I had heard about it and I'm like, Nathan, let's go. And he's like, And I, without hesitation, you did. Said yes. You said yes. Um, Even though that was what I vocalized. My brain was like, What are you doing? <laughs> um, and, and then my, the rest of me was like, you're doing the right thing, Nathan. Yeah, even the day of, he's like, I'm doing this for you. And I'm like, <laughs> you better not just be doing this for me because we're doing this together. Bro. No, but like I... Bra. Brav. Brav. Oh, there it is. Mummy. <laughs> okay. It's just poopy. Stop. <laughs> just let it, it flow. Yeah. It's a Ted Lasso reference for those of you who like to laugh. Um, I, I mean, so it is strange to be like, hey... It is. We planned our anniversary trip for the year around this. This. Right. Um, but um, I think it was good that we did that. And it, it, it wasn't the whole thing. It was one day. It was one day. And I think it just provided a... Like, I think it... We had cushion in the week to, like, adventure and do stuff. But then it also kind of... After the event was over that evening and the next day, we were just kind of like, we were talking. We were talking and like, I can't think of the word. Just like. Like, you know, uh, like when you like have like a mountaintop experience and then you come back off the mountain and you have to go right back to real life and you feel like you didn't get to like come off the mountain. Right. I felt like we got to take the time to like talk through, plan, like work through things, process. And like, it was more like we. We took the slow gondola down the road. Okay. We weren't like going straight, skiing straight, straight down. Yeah. No, we were not Yeah. knocking kids over. No. Downhill skiing. Yeah. Poles. So yeah. that's why, that's what, what we did. And we, I took a lot of notes. Nathan has a lot of mental notes. There's, and, a, there's a plethora. Yeah. Cornucopia up here. And so we just wanted to share 
some of our big takeaways with you. And we figured there's enough to cover one to two podcasts. I yeah. actually, I think there's three. There might be so three. Let me tell you what the three are, I think are going to be. Okay. Where I'll do one talking about marriage and relationships and communication. Okay. One about families. Uh huh. And one about the Amish. We are having a podcast to talk about our and the Amish because there was so many things there that like we had to take time to like almost decompress and talk. Through. We were even like, man, we should have asked that question. We it, missed like, that question. There are so many fascinating things that I think we would love to share. Um, and it relates. It maybe we'll do it with the family one too. It relates. And it a lot totally of does. Yeah, but it could be its own thing too. Okay. So that was what I was thinking for the buckets. Okay. Um. Ready. So, what, which, the, maybe we do the marriage first. All right, let's do it. All right. So, um, I think, like, we'll title this section, um, the biggest struggle in marriage that people think is, is it's all about communication. And I thought that the speakers, as they were speaking, they got it right when they said, it's not about communication it's about how you communicate. It's all about how you communicate. Um, they said something that just blew my mind because it was so true as I thought back to like the fights that we've gotten in conflict. Sorry. Right. Um, that most of the time in that conflict, you can't remember what it was about. But what you can remember was that you spent a bunch of the time talking about the tone of voice the person used with you mm-hmm. or the things they said. Or how you were offended or yeah. all that stuff. And, like, for me, that was, like, that was the light bulb moment in, like, in the things they were talking about. And everything, like, really, like, fed into that. But I was just, like, that is literally, like, 13 years of marriage and working through communication and conflict summed up quite eloquently. That, like, that is what we've worked through for so long. And I didn't have ever have the words to put to it and now I feel like I'm more equipped to engage in conflict with you better mm. not to win there's no winning there's no winning but I just feel like for me some of the things I said and we'll get into those a little bit more really just like they hit me in the right ways where I was just like yeah like I I, I even have noticed it like in the moments when I'm just like like with the kids this week, there's a couple where I was just like so angry, but like I was able to like recognize that that anger like wasn't what it was all about. Right? What's behind? What's yes. behind it? And which is another thing we'll get into. But I just think like I was, I loved, I loved their discussions and their talks, and I was very impressed with the. Yeah, I think um, one of the things they talk about is guard your marital heart. So like when we have conflict. And like Nathan said, we're fighting about something, right? Right. There's a there's something, but like we forget what's going on within. What's going on in, within your heart is more important than what's going on, like between the two of us. So, what you know, we're fighting about the door being left open, the air conditioning's going outside, like. That's what we're fighting about, but I need to care more about what like is going on in Nathan's heart because it's probably not just the air conditioning being wasted and electricity and whatever. There's something more. Yeah, like for example, sometimes it's more that I'm feeling stressed because I'm paying for the money for the month and every little bit counts and it's the end of the month and there's no more money left. Right. 
and and maybe and, we just need to go into that situation. That's that like those types of scenarios. No, not the type of scenarios. You think about it. Um, it's called the chair behind it. Yeah. So, so this is so picture this. You have two chairs, one in front of the next. One might say they're in line with each other, parallel. Not serious. no, they're not in parallel. They're in parallel. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're confusing me with your words, and I'm getting lost. In electrical terms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's two chairs, and if we're talking about air conditioning, the first chair is Nathan's angry that. The door is left open and the air is on. Okay. But what really is Nathan is feeling stressed about the money. Yeah. The finances. The finances. Right? And so if we like... Anger is a secondary emotion. Right. It's not the primary emotion. Ever. Well, it it is the... When, When there are two chairs, anger is always the secondary emotion, which means it's the chair that's in front. Yes. Like the chair that people see. Right. Sometimes anger can be the primary emotion, and there can be absolutely nothing behind the anger. It's just straight anger. But but generally. But generally, there's two chairs. And so I've heard this analogy before. Walk and Love has shared it before um, from them, from Josh and Christy. And I just think it's even in, with my kids, like today, Oliver was mad about something. And he couldn't really give language to why he was mad, but I'm like... We need to think about like you're angry, but there's something else behind. Like what it what is what's in your heart? And when I think about it that way, um, it makes me want not. It makes me not attack the first chair. Like it's just a door. It's just air conditioning. It's fine, right? But really, I need to cool down, slow down, chase after their heart, and chase after your heart. And I think that is. life-changing and i think the other thing with anger that i think that they said that was really powerful and i want to reiterate so we're talking about the stuff that joe josh Josh and christy Christy straub said And, and, and so they said also that with anger um anger has a now or never mentality right so when you're in a fight um often associated with anger in that fight will be the words always and never which are very like our disastrously not good words catastrophic words um and so one you shouldn't use those but like i've found myself doing this exact thing where like i know we've thought about this before and and i will say like it feels like this happens all the time right oh yeah um which is me trying to not say always but it's literally basically saying always right um and that's because in in my anger my thoughts are if i don't deal with this now it'll never be dealt with right mm-hmm. which is like which is a fallacy um and so they talked through this concept of you can't deal with conflict well when you're in anger and taking a few moments to let that anger subside is incredibly beneficial to it um so one thing i've personally done or been doing in some of the conflict we've had recently is sometimes you've walked away and that's like what you're, you'll do to, to cool down. And then I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, Holy Spirit, she crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> like we're, we're both crazy in this. I don't know what I've done wrong. I don't know what she's done wrong. I don't really know what's going on here. And I just need your help. 
And like, for me, it's that moment of like recognizing that like, I can't, I can't lead us well in that moment and I need help. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I think is, and and that helps me to cool down. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that like, and you haven't known that I've done this. This is the first time I tell you. Yeah. Um, Secrets. Playbook. But I don't know if you noticed that like, after you've walked away and come back, like they, those have gone a lot better. Okay. Um. And and so one thing they also said was that people will use like a like a word to like say hey we need a few moments to like call yeah them. like a code word and so I think that like it feels weird that we're like talking about anger but it's a real emotion right that it's happens a, it happens in almost every conflict anger does and so they um, had a couple bullet points that I thought were good when there's conflict. And your heart is hurt. One of you know, one of you is angry, right, or offended. So you need to be willing to pay the price of intimacy. So what that means is it's your willingness to endure the negative emotions that will come from being close to another person. So realizing that I'm going to have negative emotions because I am Engaged intimate in with you. Yeah. No, but just even without the conflict, right? Yeah. Like. There will be conflict no matter what. And then when there is conflict, you have to be willing to only change yourself. And I feel like that is so hard because I want to change you and how you think about the problem. And I need to not do that because mm-hmm. I only can change me. Um, we need to be can willing. Pause you, pause uh, like That's exactly what I've been like praying is like, God, like I don't know. I can't change how she's responding to the situation here, but I, like I need your help to change me. Right. Right. I think that's like what we have to be doing is recognizing that that's the only. And I think even and that's like with our kids too, because there's, it. I mean, it's real. Mm-hmm. And we can want to change their behavior or their attitude or something, and really, it's us. Control is an illusion. Yeah. Um, number three is willing to give up blame. In a conflict, yeah, there's no, there's, there's never any benefit from blaming the other person in the conflict. No, but it, it's, I feel like, but you have to get, be willing to give that up, right? And in the moment, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. You were wrong. You did this, like, mm-hmm. and that somehow makes us feel better. I think, um, I think this is a mental picture that people often use. Is like, well, we you, in in conflict, we need to not be across the table from each other. We need to be next to each other at the table um which is that us versus the world mentality right um but i think like like have we ever actually tried that in a conflict and like like let's sit because it's like i don't want to sit next to you right because then you'd have to like you'd have to like change the mentality and Yeah. yeah because like that but that's literally what needs to happen it was so interesting today with my friend who was hanging out with we we're sitting at a table across from each other and then the sun was like so bad outside. So then we changed and then we were sitting by each other talking, but then like looking out and I, I actually so much more enjoyed doing discussions with people that way hmm. where you're sitting next to them. Um, there's just something that mentally shifts in you where you're like, we're, we're in this together. Instead of like, I'm staring at yeah. you and looking at you and I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just was just thinking about that. Sorry. 
No, that's good. But I digress. Um, number four was willing to give your right to be right. Willing to give to your give right up to your be, right. Give up your right to be right. Which is hard. I don't really feel like we struggle with that one. Really? You think that's like a... I think in the moment, it's hard. Hmm. Maybe not often. But the last thing I want to say about it is like, there is one marital heart. Like, we have one marital heart. But there is two stories, right? And they said that so many times. And so I think we have to keep that in mind of... We're still working through those stories. We each have a story of whatever happened or is happening. And they're intertwining into that one marital heart, but they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. There was one thing, and I was hoping you took notes on it, but they said that, like... So they gave an example of where he, he had felt some wounding because... He had been gone for a week, and he came home, and he wanted to spend time with his wife, and she had planned for the next day to go do a mom's night, and he spoke in a way that made her feel um, hurt. Her dignity was hurt. And she felt belittled and embarrassed. Yeah, but she said that there's like five things that will make you automatically feel like defensive, hmm. and so one of them was dignity, one of them was... I can't. Did you write those down? I'm going to look. Belonging, connection, dignity, safety. I don't have number five. Okay, but th- they were... That's a, That's not... I don't think that's related to that. I don't know. Okay, so Keep what going. was it related to? It was about your nervous system. Yeah. Scanning the environment, asking itself if it's safe or not safe. Yeah, and so... she. It's also related to the rungs discussion, which we'll get into a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. She was saying, like, what moved her, like, what was behind that anger on the front for her was... In the first chair. In the first chair was that she was feeling her dignity was attacked in the way that he responded to her. Okay. And so that was the, that was the emotion that was in the second chair. Right. And so, basically, I just thought that was interesting to think that, that there's, like, generally five, four or five things that are, that are really beneath the surface that are really what the issue is. Hmm. That's what they really get into. Yeah. So. Okay. I just wanted to add that because I thought that was an interesting aspect as we, as as part of our anger discussion. Part of our anger discussion. Okay. Anger. Yeah. Another thing they talked about was our nervous system, um, and they talked about that first because that it really affects everything in a conflict. It affects how we communicate. Yeah. So your nervous system is constantly scanning the environment or your surroundings, asking itself if it's safe or not safe. So I think thinking about my nervous system scanning my environment and it's telling me if things are safe or not safe, I've never thought of it that way before. And I never thought of that coming into play in in a conflict because when I think of safe or not safe initially I think like being in a place that doesn't feel safe you know if you're like in a scary place with people or I don't know but not that my nervous system would say that like somebody isn't you know my spouse doesn't feel safe at the moment to you to me yeah 
And so when we feel not safe, uh, we react in ways that, I don't know, we could have the whole chair behind it situation again, right? You're reacting, but what is it? What? Why are you really acting that way? Well, so like our nervous system has like like three states, right? Yep. So it's like a ladder. So the top rung of the ladder is when you are most yourself. When you're calm, you're creative. You're there is it's called the ventral state, the your ideal state. Um, and then the second rung it down is um, your sympathetic state, which is when you get in fight or flight. And that's when you feel some sort of a threat. Yep. And so, right where ventral, right, as we just mentioned, is like you being the most you that right. you are. But then something enters into your nervous system. And as much as your brain will tell you everything is fine, your body is telling you the exact opposite. Right. And so with fight or flight, right, you can... We talked a lot about a typical fight or flight response and that's in fight and that comes as anger. Right. Right. And the other with flight can can really look like more like anxiety. Yeah. Like you got to get out now. Yeah. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. And then the last rung, I don't know what it's called because I didn't write it down, but that is when you like get, you shut down, you get super small, you... Like protect yourself. yourself. And um, in these three states, well, I guess in the the second and the third rung, like your body is trying to protect you. And I never thought of it, it that way. Yeah, I think because, right, one, just this still relates to it. So, so hang with me here. So in that third state, sometimes that's where people can become depressed or like numb. Mm-hmm. to the world around them. And so I think in many ways we hear like anger, anxiety, depression, numbness, and we're like, oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Like those are bad things. But like I thought it was really powerful when Christy was talking about this because Christy said that um, your body's just trying to protect itself mm-hmm. from a perceived threat. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different way of looking at things um, because it stops us from classifying feelings and emotions as good or bad. Right. Um, which they're not. They're, they're just, they're not just, they are feelings or emotions and they're there for a purpose, for a reason to protect you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really, really powerful in conflict, but also just like in your day to day. Right? Like conflict's a small part of our lives. Um, so to expand away from the conflict topic with this nervous system topic that we're on, like I think you've experienced, I think this helped put words to what you've experienced lately with anxiety. Yeah. When you talk about how like your body is perceiving the loud noises from kids, the environmental stimuli, like overstimulation as like a threat. And it makes you feel anxious. Or just things I have to do or... Other stimuli. Just any, yeah, anything. And I never 
ever thought of it that way. I just was like, well, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why I feel this way. I just do. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, it like made me feel like there was, it was like translating my feelings that I've been feeling for, oh, you know, this whole year and just feeling not myself. And, um, I think it also helped because it gave you language to like say words or things like, like it gave you language to communicate back to me instead of being like, I'm like, I love you. I just don't understand how you feel. I don't get it. You know? Yeah. Um, hopefully you're okay with me sharing this example. Sure. We were, um, heading out and, like leaving our Airbnb. Leaving our Airbnb. And you were, I could tell you were starting to look anxious. Like I could, I could tell you were not in a ventral state. You were very much in like a, a not ventral state. And we were trying to figure out where to go for breakfast on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and hungry Nathan. Was hungry. Wanted to stop and eat right then. Um, but like in an effort to like chase your heart. I was like, I think we should just go. And and so we did. And we just started driving. And I could see in you as we, like, exited the city limits, got on the highway, change into, like, more country area. I could see you, like, start to come out of that, like, fight or flight. Shut down, yeah. fight or flight. And so I think, like, yeah, that was super powerful for me. Like, would you, like, is that always going to be, like, the situation that that's what you need is to just get away? No. But, like, in that situation, that was, like, what you needed. And I wasn't, like, upset about that at all. I was actually, like, thankful that, like, I was able to do something to help you. Because in many times, like, I haven't I haven't been able to be helpful because I haven't, like, understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Like, it, it definitely helps to put words to it. it helps me to like be able to talk you through like some of those feelings sometimes mm-hmm. to remind you and I, and I think in many ways it like like this model that they explain about the nervous system helps both of us to be like oh we're both very normal people yeah and like like they literally listed a response that you literally feel mm-hmm and you're like, oh, well, if they're listing that, then that must mean other people feel that way too. Right. And I think that's super powerful. Yeah, I I think that was a giant takeaway. Just a better understanding of what is what goes on inside of my body. And for a long time, I just was like, I want to just know why. Like, why do I feel this way? You know, and I would say it all the time. Like, why, why? And we, you'd just be like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. The answer is you feel threatened. And, right. And in that example you gave, like, I just felt not safe in where we were. Not that there was something that made it not safe, but it just felt, like, overwhelming, busy, like... I think you used the word trapped, even, because yeah, you thought we were going to be stuck in the car like, all day. trapped in the car all day, and and I I remember saying, like, I just don't feel safe. And I don't think I could have said that before. I don't. I think I would just been like, I don't feel good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And probably 
we probably wouldn't would have got gotten breakfast somewhere where we were and just like pushed through it. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you're getting to there is also another thing, which is that when you can start to explain what's happening in you or put words to those things, it like gives you power over it mm-hmm. in like a, in like a positive way. Like where like, like you're just able to work through it just like it, like it's still happening and like it, and you recognize it's still happening, but like, it's not like debilitating. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's really, really like if that's the one of the takeaways, that's a great takeaway. Yeah, it was really good. And I'm sure I could have read it in a book and or Lauren's probably told it to me before, but however it was presented, it was like, yep, I feel that and I can like relate and I needed that. I've never heard it presented like this before. Yeah. So. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so this was just one part of the event. <laughs> and um, I just think it just goes to show that, like, there's always more things to learn. And I don't ever want to be in a place where we're just good. Like we're good. We don't we don't need to change or grow or do anything different because I know I'm not like I don't want to be that prideful to say we don't ever need anything because we do. Yeah. And and I think like we just we recognize that like as we said at the beginning all of this was to invest in our marriage, in our family, um, even us going away, right? Like it's, it's like for us, but it, it's also for our family team mm-hmm. for us to go away. We recognize that it's very important. Um, and to have it also be a time to like refocus, get back on the same page, like learn things like that's, that's good. And I, yeah, I too don't, ever want to be like hey I'm done I've got it I've hit it um and just like we can we'll share it next week but just so many other like answered prayers things that like we've been longing for were like just a a glimpse of fulfillment happened this weekend and it was just like I didn't really know what to expect but it was more than I expected. And it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we did it. Me too. So, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for following along. And um, we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye.